You're listening to The Self-Worth Circle, hosted by Julie Haxel and Eva Eslander. We are here to remind you to raise your self-worth and wear your invisible crown. It's time. Okay. Hello, beautiful Self-Worth Circle. Today is Friday and we're so happy that you are tapping in to this episode. I am Julia. And I am Eva. Hi, we're happy that you're here. Uh, If you're new to our show, welcome, welcome, welcome. This show is about up-leveling your self-worth in all topics wellness related and a little bit even more than that, um, sprinkled with lots of humor and laughter and silliness as well. Today, we have a topic that's maybe not just silly, but it's very serious. It is a great topic. It's body image. Um, when you think of a body Im- or body image, um, what comes to your mind first off? Just like hearing the words body image. I'm thinking about all the different, you know, there's a lot of body acceptance hashtags going on out there and, you know, like Instagram versus reality, Mm -hmm. which I've been part of also. I've posted some pictures of me and um, yeah, I, I think this is a really important topic to discuss and yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. I've I've had some really, I've had eating disorders when I was younger and I've had really complex relationship and very difficult relationship with, with my own body. And it took years for me to kind of organically grow out of that. It's a mental sickness. So yeah. Well, How about you? Thank you for a sharing, sharing that. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is a huge topic. And, and I'm, well, first of all, I'm just going to kind of start off with the textbook description of, of body Im- image and what it means according to the best source in the world, which is Wikipedia. Um, which, so <laughs> it's body image is a person's perception of aesthetics or sexual attractiveness of their own body. It involves how a person sees themselves compared to the standards that, that have been set by society. So that's kind of like the, like the, the internet textbook um, a description of what body image is. I think it's interesting when we talk about body image is um, it's something that we all have. I mean, we all have a body image of our own bodies, whether it is neutral. I mean, I guess oftentimes it's not neutral. It's it's either positive or negative or, um, you know, sick or healthy. Um well, first of all, thank you for, for, you know, in the first minutes of the show, um, being so open about your past and your um, experiences of, of your body image. And, and I'm sure we're going to dive into that um, more. Um, for me, it's, I think it's fair to say, just like I'd say 99.9% of all women, it's, it's a topic I've also struggled with. Um, I've never had an, an eating disorder. Uh, that being said, I've had many phases in my life when I've been extremely skinny, um, and, um, unhealthy. And then I've had times in my life when I've been, uh, more maybe, um, thick, um, or bigger, uh, and 
also been unhealthy with that. So there's definitely been many cycles and and a lot of fluctuation, um, both both kind of um, ends of it. Um, but um, just for me, and this could be very different for 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 everyone. But when I've had um, these times in my life when I've been what many would physically describe as very attractive or skinny or fit, uh, have they, these times have actually been interestingly enough times when I've, uh, emotionally been, uh, very unhealthy, um, because the due to weight loss for me often, not always, but often in my life has correlated with, um, anxiety, depression, or, um, sadness, grief, loss, a breakup. So it's, um, yeah, definitely a, a topic that, um, is, is good to, to have and, uh, and to also, I do see, like, like you said, that there it's almost like this trend now. Uh, a lot of um, companies are, are hopping on the brand uh, bandwagon of of marketing their their products, like Dove, for instance, this mm-hmm. comes to mind, uh, or even now Lindex, I think mm, it's a clothing company and H and M, and all these companies are are using um, different sizes of women in their um, in their campaigns to. Uh, sell their products um, with the hashtag, you know, body positivity and yeah. whatnot. Um, I feel like though, um, I don't know how it is for you, but with these brands, well, Dove is maybe different, but especially like clothing brands, I feel like there's nothing in between. It's either a supermodel or a plus size model and not ever just the girl next door normal person yeah i agree it's oftentimes also like a very obese girl can be like the model uh, or then the the, like you said the like the model girl what about like someone who has maybe only three or four kilos of some extra you know to what about i mean it's really hard to like categorize some like people who are bigger as you know like it's it's a very difficult conversation to have Mm -hmm. because you never know what's going on with their with their health, like some, some of, some of them might have like a hormonal disturbance or I, I, I don't know. So we are not here to judge you or tell you, uh, what you should look like or how much you should weigh, but this is just an open discussion. So if you are triggered by this topic, um, just like trigger alert, uh, maybe go and pause. <laughs> I mean, we're going to discuss this. So, um, and skinny means different things to everyone and fat means different to everyone also. And like, it's difficult and I personally don't want to hurt anyone. So we're going to try to stay very like, just. I think it's, you open. know, when I think about this, um, very often it's almost like normalized that you tell you know, people, oh my God, you've lost so much weight. You look good. Like I've heard that so many times in my life. Like if I would get a penny for every time I've heard that, it's like, and maybe they're thinking that it's a compliment and See, I've had it the other way around because I've been super skinny and then I've uh, gained some weight and they're like, oh, you look so healthy now. Wow. It's like, 
thanks. I feel like shit because you just said that in like subtitle was you've gained weight. Yeah. And then I've also, this is something that I've, I've heard so many times. Oh my God, your boobs got so big. Yeah. Which means AKA I gained weight and I have big breasts already. So thank you for pointing that out. So And it's also um, something I know, like, I can't just be here pointing fingers at everyone who's ever said anything about my my appearance. I've done, you know, it um, many times. I, one of my best friends, she's um, shorter. And, um, you know, it's just like this joke. She would tell me how everyone calls her like the small, let, let's, I'm just going to give her a fake name, like Anna small or little little Anna everyone's mm -hmm. like oh little Anna and she's like that's not fun like it's she it's, oh, yeah. you know it's not I've done that too yeah, to my, one of my best yeah, friends she's really short yeah. and I know that she hates it but so it's, it's like she's like yeah. would you like everyone to point out like something about your physical appearance every oh, time no. so it's like we need to be more mindful um and my, I'm saying this to myself myself included like you, you just using someone else's some xyz like physical appearance to um it could be a very sensitive subject so before you go off and 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 in your opinion you like tell someone oh my god you look great you lost weight like just maybe think twice before saying it because it, it might not be a compliment for that person or the other way around oh my god your boobs are so huge that might not feel good either <laughs> so yeah. fat goes into breasts so it's mm. aka you gain weight so just mindfulness yeah. and um yeah but you can still <laughs> tell people they look great but be mindful <laughs> yeah and especially like if you have an eating disorder when someone affirms to you that you look so skinny just feeds the sickness because you're controlling this one thing in your life and it like your your whole life is orbiting around it right. so yeah it's interesting but you mentioned like um how would your that often you've been depressed or it's been after a break breakup that you've lost a lot of weight. How would it, would it actually mirror? Would you like restrict yourself from eating or over exercise? No, or would you just no. like, you're not hungry? I lose appetite yeah. and it's, yeah, it's not. So yeah, breakups or then there's just been phases in my life when I've, um, you know, had some, some, sadness or grief or whatever anxiety and I it's never um it's never by choice it's never like I decide okay I'm now now I'm gonna go without eating okay. I completely a hundred percent lose appetite it's also whenever there's like shocking news I like react with my appetite like if there's something that shocks me or if there's something heavy I don't eat like it's I just cannot put anything in my mouth like I have and it's crazy I don't feel any hunger either yeah. and it's very unhealthy like I'm like that when I'm in love okay <laughs> interesting <laughs> but it's like it's see, a different we all, yeah we all react differently for me it's just like yeah I, I I remember I had this one when I lived in Mexico and I'm really in this like toxic cycle um you know 
I was eating literally like maybe one croissant a day or have, but then drinking coffee. And I just, then I would go out, maybe have dinner with friends and I would try to order something. And I would just like pick up the food. Like I would, mm. <laughs> cause it, you just don't even yeah. like really taste the food. No. It's weird. I get that. Well, yeah. how, how was it like for you then? Well, I've, I've been, I've been through similar things, but yeah. it doesn't like go through long periods. But when I was like really sick with um, eating disorders in high school, I would actually like just not just, just decide not to eat. And I would have maybe a small salad from like the salad buffet at school. And then I would like live on black coffee and cigarettes and energy drinks. And then... um maybe something again like a small salad salad for for dinner then when i got into like fitness it became again like it i it had different forms and it looked different but it was always like restricting myself from you know carbs and just eating high protein low fat low carb diets and yeah. very like just very strict. I guess it was like my way of having control of something during my teenage years because everything was so fucked up. And I remember my like back then I was in a relationship and I I guess there was a part of me knowing that it was kind of failing and he uh, had an affair behind my back. So I guess that was like my way of also dealing with in its own way, like, I feel like you, you always know on an energetic level what's goes, what goes on behind your back. So I guess I had just grabbed control over my own eating and um, I became, there was one point when I was like hysterical about like only eating raw food and, you know, winters in Finland, mm -hmm. raw food. I've always had a really kind of small, like my bone structure is kind of small, so I, I actually, and I'm very butter, so I need a lot of fat and spicy food and like really grounding um, meals to, you know, keep the blood circulation going and just to stay healthy, especially during the winter time. So, yeah, I mean, this is like, this went on from probably like ninth grade till until I graduated and then some years after but it's like it always evolved and it looked different and I've seen like I've, my mom set me up with a shrink hated it we did not connect it was just like I I skipped it so many times so I like didn't end up going ever and I feel like if you struggle with a a eating disorder I would probably recommend you to see someone but I, I I did not want to talk to anyone about it and I I didn't see it as a problem either I thought that was just like being healthy <laughs> um, did so, you on some level kind of still... yeah there was like one point when I was at the summer place with my ex-boyfriend I found a book uh that my mom had in her bookshelf that said it was like a parent's guide to children with eating disorder. And it's, it's name was like, I'm not hungry or so, I've already ate or something like that. And it kind of hit me and I'm like, oh, okay, mom is reading this book. 
And um, I mean, something I cannot pinpoint what helped me to get out of it. I guess after a certain amount of time, it just kind of changed into a more obsessive, healthy way of eating. There's a name for it also, I think, like when you're just... Orthorexia. Yeah, orthorexia. Is that it? Yeah. And then when I became more fascinated about like... I think like a part of my... I'm a part of my like becoming like health, like just yeah, getting rid of the whole sickness was falling out of it and going to the complete opposite side of it, like overeating then. So I went from being super skinny. Then when I, um, when the relationship ended, I stopped eating the pill which fucked up my whole hormonal system big time. And I started gaining weight like crazy for no reason. I remember when I was back in Australia, I would like eat like small um, smoothie bowl in the morning, black coffee. I would work out like crazy. had a very physical job at a restaurant and live out nanny. And I would have like, I ate more than like I had like potato and stuff, but I, ate much less than I do now. And I was just like constantly gaining more weight. And it just felt so bad that I just kind of gave up this whole, like, why should I even try when I'm just gaining weight? And so I started overeating instead and like just stuffing my face with everything. Um, so at one point I was like really, really big and I have quite, as, as, as I mentioned, really, like a really small bone structure. It's like, if you look at my forearm bones, it's like ridiculous. So I was, I remember around, which is like not even much, but it was like mainly fat on a really tiny bone structure. I was, uh, closer to 80 uh, kilos back then. And, uh, it, like it was just very uncomfortable in my own body. I remember I couldn't, I feel like I couldn't do anything about it. And it was actually my hormones just being fucked after a few years of being on the pill, yeah, which is really interesting. Like I, if someone else is out there and you're going through something similar, this is like, it's so uncomfortable. And I would like, I remember every morning I wake up, would wake up and I would just like feel my, feel my belly and like, did I, did I lose the weight? And it's like this obsessive, obsessive way of just trying to figure out a way to go back to the way everything was. And at some point after the obsessive way of then stuffing my face and eating too much, I find I found some kind of balance and kind of forgot about it for a moment and I started to you know appreciate this meat suit or vessel that we we get to live in during the life and I mean 
it took some time. It was like a very long organic process. And sometimes even to this day, I have like days when I just don't feel very great about myself. I think we all have those days, especially with, you know, the days before the period, for instance, it's like, you know, when you gain a lot of water weight and everything mm-hmm. is just like blah. bloated. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, thank you for sharing that, um, you know, very personal journey of yours. I wanted to ask you, cause you said yeah. like, there's no kind of pivotal moment when things shifted, uh, with, with your healing journey. But I remember you, we've talked about this before, like your time in Australia is also when your, your yoga journey started kind of like yeah, deepening. So would you true. see some correlation between, Absolutely. you know, your yogic path and, and getting healthier? Absolutely. I think during the first, my very first yoga teacher training, which was in Bali five and a half years ago now, um, I think I gained more respect for, for not like only, you know, because we're so focused on just muscles, but also for the, the whole system as one complete thing. And yeah, absolutely. I can see like correlation between them. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was different when I got back to Australia, but then also like, it was a he- beautiful and I loved my time there, but then it's like a very hectic city and um, I had to work different jobs. So I kind of fell into my old pattern, but there was this reminder always. And I mean, yoga is a lot about, even though there is a lot of problems also with the yoga industry, in in my opinion, with the perfect looking yogis at Instagram. And I feel like sometimes even we can be part of it. You know, we portray us as something that we in real life, we we're not, but it's just like, as people know, and, but I still feel like we need to be reminded of that Instagram is such a small part of our life, you know? Highlight but real. it's really tricky. And of course, if you post something, at least because we're, at least we're both very visual and we like pretty things, we're going to post the nice pictures. But sometimes I do like to also be very like, hey, this was, this pictures was the picture I was taken with my phone camera. There's no filter on it. It can be like really refreshing sometimes to see that. But I also really like the art and beauty that is in the process of creating a picture. And in, I think in Germany and um, what's Holland? Is it Holland? It's like, wait, why do I think of like Dutch land? <laughs> in the Dutch land, they, they don't say take a picture, but they say like make a picture. And I really like the idea of, idea of that because you do create, it's, it's a way of art and like, my boyfriend is a photographer and videographer so I know that it's making a picture it's it's all about making the picture I love that and that's very true and that's what we do also with the yoga asana we make the picture yeah yeah I think it's also an important topic with you know us spending you know what the average person spends what four or five six hours on on their phone daily and you're basically just 
um, consuming content. Um, and even if you are a content creator an influencer or, you know, whatever you have an Instagram account and you do, you do, uh, put out content, you're probably still consuming lots of, of, of other people's content. And as, as you know, it's, it's a highlight reel, it's cherry pick moments with beautiful filters and perfectly posed images. And, and if it's yoga, it's like you, you're going to pick the asana where you're, you know, you're stretching beyond what your maybe normal flexibility is. And, um, and I think it's, you know, um, um, yeah, it's important to to kind of like talk about this authentically and 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 to be open about it and and remind obviously everyone that these are you know beautifully filtered and great uh, angle photos and and not just the truth. But I think it's also like you said, we're both both of us are very visual and and into aesthetic. So I think it's also okay and allowed to be curating and creating that kind of content because it is what you enjoy and it is what you love. Like I love beauty and I love, you know, seeing beautiful women. And also like now with, with my own brand moon aware and, and I have like this moon aware Instagram account. And when I post pictures of other beautiful women, it's like, I like celebrate their beauty and I don't feel envious of them, you know, being maybe skinnier than I am or, or maybe looking in a different way. It's, it's more like, has it always been like, no, it hasn't. And it's, it's crazy. It's just like, um, I think it's, it's shifted now with, uh, with with age, I'm 34 years old now, and I um, more maybe confident also in my skin. But it's that being said, it's um, it's not always. Um, I don't always feel like that. I, obviously, I have bad days, and and obviously, I would you know, uh, I have uh, my body changes a lot, even from month to month. But still, it's healthier than than it's been. I think in a long time, my, my body image. Um, but still I have, I'm not going to be a hypocrite and lie. I, I definitely do have bad days and moments when I like, am kind of like not the nicest in my thoughts to myself where I'm like, Oh, I wish I didn't have the, like these big thick thighs or, or, you know, I wish I had a really flat tummy or whatever, mm-hmm. but I guess it's, it's a practice and a journey and, and it's not like, like forcing this, this, this body image, um, you know, to be perfect, but instead of like, um, and a journey, a process, you know, um, of becoming healthier. Yeah. What about you? Like, and I think social that like media and, and comparison and and that because I I do feel like also like a lot of social media can put a lot of pressure onto like body image but and comparison yeah. like how do you like- I feel like I'm in a really good place and I've learned to also really respect my cycle in a yeah in a very it's, it feels really refreshing to be like, okay, but I know that this happens every month. And it's kind of like, I see the beauty in it. And it's also interesting from 
to also notice how my mindset has shifted also around other women's beauty. And it's like, let's celebrate it together. Our differences and curves and... Cur- Mailman. Mailman coming. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I'm in a really good space. Uh, of course, I have days when everything feels like I want to hide somewhere in a corner or just lay in bed all day but I know that now it's it's always it's highly affected by my cycle I I see it so clearly now it's like oh okay I need to be really humble towards myself during the weeks of just like the pre-menstrual days it's like I'm so snappy sensitive I feel like I feel everything, every emotion at the same time. And I, I, I tend to need much more rest. And also same. during the, my period, like the first days, like then I, I try to take the day off, but then like when it goes like the next couple of days, I usually have like an okay amount of energy. And I found a, like a lot of help from ashwagandha. Actually, I don't take it during the other days of the month, but just during my, the first days of my period. And it really helps with the pain mm-hmm. if there is any, which is like just the tip if anyone wants to. I, I don't think that we should ever play around with, you know, superfoods or anything, but tr- maybe try it out in a small like dose and see, see, what, if, see if it helps you because it has really helped me. Um, usually like the two, like the two first days can be really painful which is also just like good information for me. Uh, I'm a hustle woman. So, and I really like to work out and we work out pretty hard with our coach mm-hmm. two times a week. And sometimes it might be a great idea to just skip and rest and maybe go for a walk. And during, I mean, our last workout, our trainer was kind of, she was like being, uh, we love our trainer, she's the best coach, but she was kind of being like, Ava, come on harder. And I was like, nope, it's my first day of my period. I'm not going to go harder. And it's, you know, it's, I think it's also important that you know yourself and your body and you're not like pushing yourself if your body's feeling to go slower. So to... honor and respect because that is a time of shedding and releasing and uh, obviously it's different for for some and and some people might feel super energized i'm I'm not just i'm not that person so no me neither Um, and it's interesting also like in our job even during those days when you when you feel really crappy about yourself you often still have to show up for your yogis and i think that has also you know, many years of experiencing that has also um, kind of, you know, you really put yourself out of, like you're outside of your comfort zone when you're not comfortable in your body and you still have to stand in front of a group of people and move through a sequence with them or, you know what I mean? Have you ever experienced that? Like you would really just want to stay home under a blanket and eat chocolate, but then you need to show up for the people. Yep. <laughs> it's yes. really interesting. Like, yeah. How can you nurture that moment when that moment comes and you're like, oh, we're here again. <laughs> or sometimes like I, I spend my day, daytime 
watching Netflix and I'll have like three cinema rolls or five cinema rolls and um <laughs> I don't know heaps of ice cream candy and then I feel all sick to my stomach and then I still have to go to the studio later and you kind of learn to cope with it like okay this is human like I'm human this is the human experience yeah. and it's okay to not feel 100 percent so what are your thoughts um, on like body image and when it comes to like vanity and like, let's say, say for instance, like, like some, sometimes, I mean, as, as you kind of like touched upon the subject, sometimes we feel like shit and, and sometimes it might be nice to actually make yourself look pretty and take nice picture, pictures and get that external validation from other people. Um, what are your views on like vanity? And um, I think it's also a good topic right now, like sexuality, feminism, and our prime minister was just posing in these pictures, um, you know, with uh, only a jacket on or like mm -hmm. a blazer. And then she was top, like she didn't have a bra underneath. It was not revealing, but you could see the cleavage, like she was not wearing a, a bra underneath. And, and it, it became this huge media kind of, uh, you know, hustle and talk. It's so ridiculous. And now, now there's like, like pictures, um, a lot of women posing with the same kind of clothing and it's like this hashtag i'm with uh sanna mm -hmm. uh, to stand up for for uh sexism for you know for women and to be able to dress how we want and and kind of the whole thing that that you this the kind of this you can't be sexy and smart at the same time uh, which is infuriating that that still is a real deal uh but it's like why sorry i don't usually cuss you're the one usually cussing but i'm gonna go ahead and do my first f like why the fuck can't you be sexy and smart at the same time like why do those have to cancel each out like come on people yeah i think it's gonna take unfortunately some time and i think also like the problem is i'm sorry but it's men and they're really just they're scared of our power because sexuality is our also sexu a power our, our sexuality the is power of so the pussy powerful <laughs> pussy power <laughs> um and so yeah it's um they're intimidated by us and it's gonna take some time for them to own up to that and the kind of like yeah Features we are female yeah so yeah. um i say if you want to post naked in your pictures or wear sexy clothes or i don't know do a sexy dance in front of your camera or audience you go for it girl right. and can I, we have like, like, i have will edit this model <laughs> yeah and and that's why i just wanted to also like talk about this like if you if, if you if it makes you feel good about yourself like posing in these sexy photos like hell yeah like who who's molly or susan is going to be to or and sometimes it's also women to judge yeah, yeah. you and there are going to be yeah. people who get really provoked triggered, and, triggered yeah. and it's okay like but we just keep going with that and i mean instagram is ridiculous it's gonna probably take down something yeah some things but um i don't see any reason why to stop just because there's someone who gets triggered and you can just block the haters and it's like that's um like 
And I feel this is also a generation thing. Like my mom's friend, friends are always, and my mom is always triggered when I post like naked yoga pictures. And maybe people think that you're just doing that to seek attention. And you know what? Sometimes people do that to seek attention. It's and like, and that's, fine. That. that's fine. Too. But then maybe it's to celebrate your body and this like birth suit and God-given vessel that you've been years for me yeah. to be able to do that. And I'm going to do it if and, I want to. And sometimes people think, oh, that's just for men too. She's looking for attention for men. And it, it, like, there's just all these kind of stereotypical thoughts and, and, and like, if you're talking about body image, it's like also like you're talking for every woman. We can't talk for every woman. We don't know how every woman feel. We can exactly. only speak our own truths and how we feel. And I, you know, I just feel it's for me, it's a journey. And sometimes, like I, I said, I feel good. And at other times I don't feel so good, but if I have a photo, I feel proud of, or I want to celebrate, you know, maybe it's a picture where I look like sensual or, or mm. even sexy. And I feel like I want to share it to celebrate it. And maybe it'll, you know, get attention and whatnot. But it's like, I want to express myself that way. It's for you. Does it make me any dumber, like more dumb? No. But what, like, why is there this thing that you can't be like smart and beautiful? And sexy. And sexy. I honestly, like... Like, I just think like the beauty of female empowerment is that you can be whatever the fuck, another fuck. fuck you want to be and express it however the fuck you want to express it. The only one who owns your sexuality is you. Yep. Period. <laughs> and I, I like with nudity too, I guess it's cultural. Like in Finland, you know, we grow up with this sauna culture and it's a part of our maybe... <clears throat> you know, it's almost like a, like, you know, the being nude is your birth suit and it's like normal to be nude around your friends or even like, um, friends of the other sex. Um, whereas maybe in other countries it's, it's not uh, even illegal. Yeah. It's even illegal or it's viewed as like always sexual. Mm -hmm. So it's, there's also, also there's like cultural dif differences, but, but when expressing it, like in beauty or, um, with beauty or um like sexually like i just don't like the boxes and the rules that are put on women so often and that if a woman is expressing her beauty her sexuality it takes away from her intellect and that's where i think you know it triggers me and and mm -hmm. makes me want to stand up for all women, even though I can't speak for all yeah. women. I can only speak for myself. Yeah. But yeah, we live a very, live in a very non-logical world. It doesn't make sense to me, but I mean, yeah, we can only do the work ourselves. So yeah, and we're all going to have different views on what's, you know, right sensual, what's right, what's wrong, what's, what's sexual, too much. what's too much. And it's just it's the way it is. It's, it's just the way it is. Yeah. And same with, you know, body image too. Yeah. We all have our, our own, very own um, views on body image and how we see ourselves. I guess it's just like, if you have a very negative body image, 
<laughs> bless you. <laughs> I guess, you know, Corona sneeze. <laughs> Corona sneeze. I guess, you know, a first step would be, um, to, you know, start taking more care of yourself with like self-care. Um, we've had previous episodes where we talk about like self-care and what that means and how it's also something very personal. And, um, but like start by talking more positively to yourself even putting these little like post-its on your mirror, like that you wake up and see every morning that you go to the bathroom or just like small little things to be more kind to yourself. Yeah. And also like let it take time. It doesn't have to happen overnight or in one week or in a month. It can be small steps, as you said, yeah. like very, very tiny and just these tiny steps will become more of like a reminder when you fall in back to that uh, more negative pattern. So, yeah. Celebrate your beauty, sexuality, your body. I really hope that we can have a really good guest on soon on this, the sex, sex, sexuality part at yeah. least. And I also just recorded an episode with uh, best of Bettina so about my whole journey with the eating disorder so you can go and listen to that one I think we'll have her on also because she has a really good uh, or beautiful story also on her journey with eating disorders and so forth but for now thank you so much for tapping in and if you have anything you'd like to share or any thoughts about this episode please leave us a comment or a review on apple podcasts and um yeah maybe like with body image like if you've if you've dealt with a negative body image and you've been able to switch it around to positive like you let us know how yeah because it's i feel like it's something information everyone with, is so, yeah we all could benefit and learn and grow from each other so yeah don't be shy about messaging us. Um, you can message us on at the self-worth circle on Instagram. You can shoot us an email at selfworthcircle at gmail.com. You can um, DM us directly also on Instagram at Julia Flows at Eva Eslander. Um, Eslander. I don't know how to pronounce my name in English. Love it. Yeah. But yeah. Thank you again for your time. Tapping in. And uh, we'll see you next Friday. Next Friday it is. Bye. 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 That's all for now.